Hello and welcome to, and I always can't believe it, the way this number's going up, episode 112 of uh, Mature Game Podcast Bits and PCs, which again is even more than the large amount it was the last time I said it. Um, <laughs> did you ever think we'd get to 112 episodes of this? Um, well, you know, part of me says yes, another part of me says no. <laughs> Anyway, that the dulcet tones you hear there is Clarky. Hello, everybody. Unfortunately, because Vimesy and uh, Yoda can't keep it in their pants, they're both uh, new parents. Um, obviously, Yoda hasn't been around for a while, but Vimesy actually, his wife actually gave birth to. Uh, is it a boy? It is a boy. Yeah, a boy today. So congratulations, Vimesy. Yeah. Um, I think Samuel, Nathan, Fillion, Lenton. <laughs> Yeah, um, this is his only week off. Uh, in bits and pieces land, you get one week paternity leave. Uh, it's no real good excuse for missing a podcast. So um, hopefully we'll advise you back next week. Um, that said, I've been a bit slack with Yoda on that front, but uh, oh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, so yeah, just me and Clarky tonight, and the football match is on. So I suspect that uh, <laughs> I don't know what. You're, no, you're, I, I don't you're know. I'm paying I, full attention. I don't. No, I am paying attention because, frankly, it's crap. How Phil Jones got in this team, I do not know. And I've never ever heard of John Stones in my life. I understand he's an Everton player. Oh, oh my no. God, Sterling, you're fucking shit. Um, no, I'm not watching that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> this is a brilliant start, isn't it? I suspect this is going to be a short episode, everyone. Well, this is it. We need to drag out our uh, what? One, two, three, four, five, seven items. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll do it. And um, I mean, it's going to be even more difficult not to go over the same old shit again. Um, but on that note, <laughs> Diablo 3, everybody. Hey. So, um, I the curiosity got the better of me, I'm afraid. And. Um, I at least had to try it. Um, I went into HMV uh, after going into game. Game wanted £55. HMV wanted £52 or something. So I thought, fine, I'll get it at HMV. They're next to each other. I'll save three quid. So I picked up one of the hundreds of um, boxes that are out on display for Diablo 3 for the PS4. Queued in the HMV queue. And uh, got to the counter and... Uh, the bloke disappeared for two minutes, came back and said, I'm sorry, sir, we're out of stock. Fuck me. What? Well, I know. Unbelievable. Last time I went into HMV, it was a disaster. I don't know how they manage it. So, anyway, I went next door and paid £55, which is a lot, admittedly, for um, <laughs> Diablo 3 on, on the PS4. And um, my first experience was actually with you, wasn't it? Uh, it was, Because yes. uh, fresh out the wrapper... I booted up and had a quick game of Clarkey, and um, I struggled initially with the uh, inventory, which is very different than it is. It, it, it was it, it was it was a it was a foreign thing to you, wasn't it? It was, but I th- I think I got my head round it. I mean, I think for managing large amount of things, it's still going to be difficult. But um, yeah, it's a while. I've re- really quite enjoyed it, and actually quite like. It works all right with the controller. In fact, far better than I thought it would do. 
I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because when I left, you were, uh, shall we say, still undecided about the whole control scheme. Uh, well, it, it wasn't so much the control scheme. Obviously, obviously, you get used to what buttons to press for whatever. It's just the inventory and the and the kind of skills management and stuff. Obviously, it's not quite the same as being able to click stuff with um, with your mouse and whatever. But uh, ultimately, good. And, uh, you know, I like the pick-up-and-playness of it. And, of course, it's still pick-up-and-play on the PC, but it's it's not really... It's not pick-up-and-play and sit in your comfy chair, kind of... No, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm really quite liking it. Unfortunately, I haven't really seen anyone on since I started playing it. I mean, I started playing it on... I think it was Thursday I got it. And uh, I haven't really seen anyone else on. Um, have you not been about, Clarky? Um, I have been mostly in the evenings, um, a couple of times during the day, because um, I was on my own all last week, so Mrs. Snap was in uh, was in Spain with the kids visiting her parents, and I elected not to go. Is she Spanish, your missus? No, no, her, uh, her, her parents did what uh, many British people did uh, about seven or eight years ago, and uh, left, retired to sunnier climes. Oh, don't get me started on how much I'd like to leave this country, mate. That's uh, st- that's for another time, um, but <laughs> I'm not in the mood to go ranting on about the state of state of Britain at the moment. But uh, oh god! So yeah, I don't know what else there is to say about it. But it is very much the same. I mean, there are some subtle in differences, isn't there? I really, I've only had, I've only seen the um, Nemesis mechanic once, and I thought that that was great fun because we were knocking about. I think was it Neff? Nefarian yeah. with us, and all of a sudden there's the and there's three kind of horns, and then this big bad bastard turns up and kicks the shit out of you. I believe um, our nemesis had previously disposed of who was it? It previously disposed of. I can't bloody remember. I can't remember anyway. There were a few names to add to that list after we'd mowed through. Us, <laughs> wasn't there? So... there was, I think. Um, I think once it's killed somebody, it'll jump through. Having roughly about four or five games before it finally vanishes as a undefeated entity. No, but I mean that that's good and that's good fun and um, some of the other things I like. I mean, I, loot doesn't drop as much, does it? No, but I think that. Well, but that's probably for the best. But I, I, to be honest, I'd like to see more whites and blues and less yellows. Because there does seem to be quite a lot of yellow. I mean, yellow should be a special thing. I know when I was playing it initially with... Um, when I got kind of properly into it, when me and Shadowline were knocking around for a while, um, it was we were quite excited to find a yellow. But now yellow is just... It's just yellow, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Was that perhaps something to do with the difficulty level we're playing on it? Because I know the, uh, the higher the difficulty, the uh, the better the loot drops are. Um yeah, but they should they should make. I mean, I I think legendaries drop at the right amount of time. You know, it's rare to get a legendary, and it's an exciting thing. But they should make yellows m- more difficult to get and yeah. rarer to get. I think. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I I enjoyed playing it more on the console, obviously for the whole sit in the armchair uh, aspect of it. But I, I kind of felt more involved in it as well, rather than you just sort of click 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 around the screen. The fact that you actually had 
some con- uh, sort of a little bit more control of your character in a way with the D-pad. Was, uh, uh, the uh, analog stick was something I liked. I guess that's true. I don't... I mean, my the character I played most on the PC was a wizard, which is kind of a very rangy character, really. I was doing exactly the same thing that you did, which is basically use the... Is it, the, is it called Disintegrate? Oh, well, bad actually managed. Well, Beck, I mean, managed to score a goal. Well done, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just you just use that long piercing disintegrate thing, and then just spin round in a circle. And... Oh, yeah, the, uh, the sort of the energy beam. Yeah, um, and obviously I did some stuff with the with the barbarian. I, I actually rolled a a monk this time. This is a character I'm running with at the moment, and. Um, yeah, it, it's all right. I mean, I'm not 100% feeling it, but then I'm not 100% really messing around with all the skills and trying them out. Um, one of the problems is that, of course, I'm still playing on an expert, and I'm still on Act 1, and I still haven't got particularly great gear, so it's <laughs> it's sl- slightly tough, but, I mean, I'm getting through it. You well, know. I, I think I think we should use this as a call-out. If anybody's got any decent uh, equipment for a monk, please uh, pop it in the mailbox and send it to John. Oh, someone actually sent something in the mailbox. I think it. I found a gift actually. I I found a thing on the floor that was a gift for Turbo Kev. Yes. And so yeah, I yeah. sent that to him, and then I I received yesterday a gift from. Oh, and I apologise. I I can't remember the name of who sent it to me, but it was a lovely uh, kind of. Oh, it was a it was a oh, there was a helmet or something, but it was a you know it was an unidentified rare uh, legendary helmet. So that's brilliant. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a that's a nice addition to what no, it is. I mean, PC. I mean, the presents um, you do occasionally randomly find them, but more often than not, there's something that's dropped by by the actual nemesis when you defeat it. I think quite often as well, it gives you a gift to give to somebody previously killed. Oh really? Maybe yes. I did kill a nemesis and didn't notice. I don't know. Uh, well, that's certainly possible, given the amount of enemies you sometimes have on screen. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, but I think that's a that's a really nice console console friendly concept, isn't it? And you know, so it's a lot easier to you know. I guess you do have friends on in in Battle.net, but I think if you're a console player, you're more likely to have like a a list of friends and and that works well for the consoles whereas i don't know i guess there i guess there are a lot of pc players who don't really have any friends that's the nature of being a pc player i guess <laughs> no not friends but lots of enemies yeah something like that um but yeah so i'm really quite enjoying it um so much so and this is a good segue right, are we done with diablo i don't don't know that there's a huge amount more to say about it no not really we have uh, it has been brought up on previous episodes as well i am if anyone's on the fence there and has a ps4 and uh hasn't tried it on the pc definitely get it on the ps4 if you would prefer to play such a game on the ps4 if you have got it on the pc already and I mean, I know. Speaking to Shadowline, he says he just can't see himself going through it again. I felt quite refreshed with it. I, I mean, it, it it certainly had enough to keep me going. Uh, I know you, you did go through that game originally on the well, PC. I have I have done I have done quite a bit on it. Uh, not as many much as some. It, it's definitely worth checking out just for, just for the different experience and and the opportunity, I guess, to play with different players. Um, um, because you know you ne- you never play on the PC, do you, Clarky? Really? So 
<laughs> you don't, do you? Oh, if something takes my fancy, I'll play on it. I mean, look well, at two... well, like Diablo on the PC. Well, I, I, I did play it. I think I've got a level 24 demon hunter. Level 24. I've only played it on the PS4 for about 20 minutes, and I've got a level 24. <laughs> I, I, I think he's extremely overpowered as well, because I kind of joined in at the time and he was blitzing the game, so oh, he right, has some absolutely immensely powerful socketed weapon that he gave me. Oh, I, so I pulled you up along with me. Oh, right. Well, that's good. But anyway, long story short, Definitely worth getting on the console. I didn't get. I got it on the PS4 because everyone else was getting got it on the PS4, and because my PS4 is in my room at the back with the place with the projector, and my Xbox still exists really only as the as a as a center point or a hub for everything media in the living room. And seeing as the girls just spend their whole life in there watching TV, um, at the moment I'm kind of restricted playing console games on the PS4. Which was nice because it actually got to blow, blow some of the dust out of it because it hasn't really been turned on. <laughs> um, on that note, though, why then is it today, while I'm in Peterborough, did I spend the last half an hour of my day at work looking at stock in the local Argos and PC World to buy another goddamn PS4 just so I could play Destiny at midnight tonight? Why did I do that, Clark? Can you explain? I don't know. I mean... Uh... Why Why not just take your other PS4 with you on your travels? Well, A, I haven't got it here with me because I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to play Destiny for some reason, not that I know anything about it. B, I don't want to keep yanking it out. I, I, no, I can't be asked to be undoing all the cables. Frankly, and we'll get to this, the cable the cable situation behind my... Um, <laughs> behind my uh, Behind my kind of AV rack and where my PC and stuff are is... Um, is a nightmare and has got worse recently. Um, but can you tell me about Destiny? Because I don't know anything about it other than obviously there's a load of hype, um, and it makes me feel as though I should be playing it for some reason. So much so that I'm tempted to go and spend 350 quid on a second PS4 for some reason. Well, it's, it's described as a persistent, kind of massively multiplayer online game. Um, and not sort of in the way of the Elder Scrolls Online or Guild Wars or anything like that. It's more, uh, I don't know, from, from what I've seen, it's more in keeping with uh, Defiance, which... Um... Was shit. <laughs> no, I quite like that. No, uh, I, I, it didn't keep my, it didn't keep my interest. But then it wasn't first-person shootery enough, maybe. Yeah, I, to... I mean... I enjoyed Defiance, but obviously, I, I, from playing the beta with Destiny, I have enjoyed this much more. But obviously, if you were to kind of compare the two budgets and how much time's gone into these two separate games, you're uh, you're in a way talking about two completely different things. I mean, I was reading; I think it's up to now it's something like it's in the hundreds of millions of pounds this game's actually cost to develop and make. Um, so I. I, I, I I was part of the uh, the alpha and the beta, uh, beta for it, and uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's just uh, I know for a, a lot of people they're they're worrying about the sort of longevity of it, and um, the, the kind of things have come to light that suggest it might not necessarily be as long as uh, people are thinking it's going to be. But well, this this is surely just the first instalment of it because this is supposed to be like well, a platform the, to be built on over the next ten years. Well, this is it. 
this is not something they've really clarified. I mean, is it that they're going to make this game single game last for ten years and con- constantly release or just D- DLC or, the, or, is it, or the is name it... Destiny? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's uh, it's not something they've been terribly clear about. But yeah, I mean, the world in itself's quite large. Um, the um, it's it, it just I don't know. It just hit a chord with me. It was just fun to play. I mean, you can. When you're just uh, dicking around on the map with your friends, for example, you can just summon these, uh, for want of a better word, speeder bikes, like the ones from Return of the Jedi, yeah. and basically just bomb around the map on those, jump off at the, jump off whenever you want, and just start blowing shit away. And what's not to like about that? I guess so. Um, so, there, yeah, there's these four worlds. The worlds are quite big, yeah. Um, well, again, this is this is something that. Uh, <laughs> It, it's not not been made clear about because I think there was something was said that the uh, the beta the beta represented I don't know something about probably a quarter of the complete game the yeah. area that it covered yeah and and sort of people were saying well hold on a minute is that you know you, you got four or five hours gameplay out of it so for this so called massively on multiplayer online game you, you, what you're looking at twenty hours gameplay and that they're kind of saying well, no no there's there's going to be different stuff to do and. You, you you get you get the events like you had in Defiance, like the uh, I think they called them Arc Falls in that where yeah, something yeah. drops out of the sky and you basically have to defend it or hold people off for a certain amount of time. Um, but it, it it's just so polished; it, it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, the weapons, I'm in the beta anyway, seem to pack a punch. Um, you, you've got three classes: you've got your big Titan type class the big guy with the machine guns rocket launchers you've got your sort of ranger type guy who has uh assault rifles and specializes in like a sort of a pistol thing and then you have your kind of wizard class who can uh, fire energy balls out of his hands very good um okay is for me i mean is it really going to be only 20, 20 hours? I mean, well, well, this for is... me, 20 hours for a 40 quid game, well, it's actually looking to be about 50 quid, but if I do buy it tomorrow, the one of the, I'm tempted to go up to game tonight and try and get the 350 quid bundle. Do you have, uh, an, Asda, do you have an Asda near you? Yeah. Uh, they'll start selling it at midnight, and I think it's 44 quid. Um, but I need the PS4 as well. Well, they sell PS4s. Yeah, but you can get it as a bundle for 350 quid, can't you? Ah, right. Well, they might have some of those, eh? Because uh, I was looking in August, and I, yeah, for 350 quid I can get a PS4. Hang on, this isn't... We've gone off topic from what we were talking <laughs> about. Anyway, but, the, but carrying on on this thread is that... Um, yeah, because there's no other game that I'd, that I'd want. You know, I can go to Argos and get 350 quid and get a free game, but that I yeah. don't want. And then I'd have to pay... You know, forty-five well, yeah, for the game, or fifty-five quid for the digital copy. But presumably, that would allow me to to run it on both um, my one at home and the one up in Peterborough. I shouldn't think there'd be a problem with that. No, I did notice a little something that said something about a one-time license fee to run it on a on on multiple systems. But I I, I don't know. I didn't investigate it much further. The reality is, I'm probably better off with the disc because then I can sell yeah. it when I never yeah. get. Yeah, going back to what I was saying, I mean, the the size of the game world, I mean, they're saying that sort of the, uh, what they showed in the beta earlier on this year is 
represents sort of this amount of the game. But there, there were a lot of places you couldn't get to in the BT. Uh, there were certain areas that weren't they weren't cordoned off, so to speak. They were just um, guarded by enemies that were way, way too high level. Yeah, exactly. You, you had absolutely no fucking chance against them and couldn't get by. So, so it seems like there is a lot to explore in there. It's just. It's just a case of are they going to keep up with the content? Now, obviously, with the might of Activision behind them, I'd like to think yes, they are. We're going to see, we're going to see things happening. Hopefully, on a you know a monthly, weekly, fortnightly basis. It's, uh... Yeah, well, that's the, that's that's kind of what I assumed would be happening when they said about it being ten years. But that said, I mean, if you can get a forty quid, back to what I was saying, I mean, forty-five quid or forty quid or 40, whatever. For twenty-hour game, that's not too bad in my. Oh, that's it. It's what's well, the cost of two cinema tickets, isn't it? Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, and if it if it was engaging enough to keep me going through it, then frankly, it's done a better job than <laughs> about ninety-nine percent <laughs> of any other game that I've had. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I I played on the B two uh, mainly with Vamsey and uh, Petro, who uh, who joins us on many a console adventure, and uh, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with it. I mean, there was. There was one moment where we were going up against this huge tank that you had to absolutely pummel to destroy it, but it, it just it just played so well. You're in a nice big open arena, um, and you could sort of I mean I don't this is probably down to the way the enemy AI is set out, but you could sort of use two of you for example, or one of you to distract it so it started shooting at you, while the other mm-hmm. two ran in and got got in a good few shots at it, and they could run away and sort of rinse and repeat, but it, it was kind of fun doing it that way, not just sort of piling in and constantly shooting at it. So I've never really played in that kind of team co-op kind of raid mode, do you know what I mean? Working together to try and take a big a big boss down. And that feels quite attractive to me, far more attractive than in the kind of clunky traditional MMO mechanism of doing it where, you know, you're waiting on cooldown and... You don't really know what's doing, and you're just mashing buttons. Well, that's what I would do anyway. You know what I mean, because I've done <laughs> done a little bit of this in Guild Wars, but it's it hasn't. It's not the same kind of combat feel to it as you know a, a well a well made first person shooter is going to be. Obviously, the the um, the heritage of this game is on Halo, which is you know out and out a first person shooter, and they, so they know all about that kind of thing. And if I can get kind of an MMO-ish experience in a first-person shooter, then that's great. I mean, maybe this is precisely what um, Skyrim should have been. No, indeed. It, I mean, theoretically, I guess it's a similar sort of thing. It's a role-playing game, but instead of wizards and warlocks and shit, it's you've got a sniper rifle and a and a battle rifle. Would that be fair enough? I mean, I can only. That's that's a pause. So yeah. You got big beasts to take down, like the the dragons, and presumably you got different little towns and places to go. And oh, I don't know. Yeah, well, you yeah. From from what I from what I played in the beta, you have at least one sort of central hub area you can go to. Um, I don't know, it's called the Crucible or something. Oh no, that's where the multiplayer gaming is because it does have your kind of more traditional. sort of first person multiplayer as well there's this place called the crucible you can go to where you can basically play in sort of team death matches capture the flag that sort of shit but that's quite good and that's do, you have, sort of... do, you, do you have to find your way there throughout, throughout uh, the world to be able to do it or can you just i think in the beta you had to you obviously you have to do the opening the opening mission to uh, sort of kick everything off but uh 
it was after the first or second mission when you actually get up to the uh, the hub or the tower. Um, you can sort of go and check your weaponry out, buy new weapons, armor. Uh, there was obviously this guy you could speak to as well. He says, you know, join this guild, and then you can go and take part in these battles on this crucible place where it's basically it's basically just your standard uh, your standard multiplayer sort of uh, a la Call of Duty battlefield. Well. I think I'm kind of sold on the idea of getting it. I'm kind of sold on the idea of getting a second PS4, which I I think I said many times ago, many times previously, if I was going to get a second device, it would be an Xbox One. Um, But at the moment, with you guys all playing on the PS4 of an evening, and with (laughs) me being up here of an evening, um, I I think I could quite comfortably buy another PS4. And Frank, and if... If when I go home, or I, I don't find myself in Peterborough anymore, well, obviously I can leave the device up here. Um, if I find myself not being in Peterborough anymore, then you know, I don't think I'm going to struggle to sell a PS4. No, absolutely not. And they're still retaining the value pretty well. So I, I, th- I think I might take the plunge on that and, and try and get myself the Destiny thing. And uh, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just hoping you don't fork out for this. Come home and. Find somebody's invited you to play League of Legends, which you then <laughs> inadvertently get hooked on again. Well, I have played a few games of um, League of Legends over the last few days. I had two good games yesterday. And I thought, oh, I like this, and I have played one game tonight, and I hate it again. Hence, I've kind of resigned myself. I, I'm very happy to get go down the PS4 route because, frankly, I'm I'm kind of I really am sick of League of Legends, and um, I don't know. I I need to change the scene. I need to change the scenery. No, I love the guys on the TeamSpeak server and whatever, but uh, you know, I just it doesn't have the same sort of draw that it used to have. I think maybe I just over spent too much time in there. I just need a bit of time off doing other things, watching some TV, which I've really enjoyed recently, and uh, maybe playing some consoles with some different people like you and Vimesy and uh, and whatever. You know, people who are not as good as games as the people that are on TeamSpeak server because I feel. <laughs> So I, so I can play with people more my level, frankly. Um, people who are more used to slamming buttons on a little pad in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I am, I am like I say, I am looking forward to Destiny. Uh, I've greatly enjoyed all of the Halo games, um, even to the point that I preferred the multiplayer in Halo much more to anything Battlefield or Call of Duty's ever thrown at me. Uh, believe it or not, um, Halo was the. Uh, <laughs> First PC game I ever played. Really, I never, I, got... I never had it on the PC. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was obviously this big game on the on the original Xbox. And uh, once I finally scrimped and saved enough to buy my first PC, which was oof, like eleven or twelve years ago, um, the first game I picked up was actually Halo, and uh, I absolutely fell in love with the multiplayer on that. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not Deathmatch that I'm looking forward to in Destiny. It's, no, not at all. It's, I, I am looking forward to the, explore, the whole exploration side of it. it is, it's the co-op. It's the co-op side, and you know, yeah. And again, to, to justify getting another PS4, then I'll, I'll bring the. You know, I, I'm a bit annoyed that I'll have to carry discs up around with me. But I mean, it's a, it's a minor first world problem, really, isn't it? Having to carry <laughs> two or three little PS4 discs around with you when, as I as I travel about. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 pretty sold on that, and um, yeah, I look forward to. So you're going to be on tomorrow night then? Uh, I am, yeah. Which uh, 
kind of leads as a segue into the projects as well. I will be, provided my uh, new router arrives. Okay, so is your, your, are you, have you got a super hub? I have a super hub too, yeah, and um, it, as a modem router, it's shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the main reason is, um, and I mean, I've put up for the, with this for far longer than I should have done. I, a couple of weeks after I originally bought it, um, I kept finding that I was having to constantly change, you know, sort of log into the uh, hub and constantly change bloody Wi-Fi channels over. Um, it, well, that might be to do with your neighbours. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not because I downloaded a um, a program that sort of picks up any nearby Wi-Fi signals, and I do on my PC have a a kind of a very high gain uh, Wi-Fi dongle, so it picked up quite a few, and I sort of carefully made sure I wasn't overlapping channels. But it, it, the problem persists. I mean, I was watching an episode of The Walking Dead earlier on. Uh, I had to change the channel three times in ten minutes. Really? Yeah, and I've phoned Virgin Media up about this, and they're, oh yeah, it, it's, it's congestion from your neighbours, etc. And I'm just thinking, no, that's that's complete bullshit. I shouldn't be having to change it over this many times. Yeah. Um, so, so what I've decided to do, I'm, I'm basically, um, I'm basically giving up on the Super Hub too. It will be staying because, aside from Virgin Media's shoddy, uh, shoddy products and crap customer services, I don't tend to have any problem with their internet speeds. They give you what you pay for at the end of the day. Um, so the uh, the Super Hub is going to get banged into modem mode, and I've uh, ordered a replacement router off Amazon. I'm well, going to run it through that. I was about to say that, and that, but you've stolen my thunder now. I can't prove myself to be learned <laughs> of this kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's, only a, it's only a fairly cheap model. I think it was about 16 quid, but it's... Uh, it gets good reviews. Um, it has a very good range on it. One of the problems with the Super Hub 2 is um, the, my daughter's sort of in the uh, far end of the house, if you will, so she she struggles to kind of get, you know, one or two bars on her Xbox. So um, if, if it's anything as good as this dongle that I have previously, it should greatly boost the uh, the signal range on it. And uh, it's a TP-Link router. Okay, I've heard good things about it. Uh, I, I absolutely love their stuff. It's absolutely simple to set up and use and i've never had a day's problem out of it so uh, i'll hopefully be reporting good things back on this on the next show okay so good luck with that in related new in in a related note i embarked on a project over the last few weeks to um um i, I okay i also have virgin i have the 50 meg service but it's um virgin business so what, you get faster upload speed? No, it's 50 meg down, 5 meg up, or 50 meg down and 10 meg up, or whatever All it right. is. Um, it just costs more. <laughs> it just costs significantly more. Why? Uh, because, you uh, you know, theoretically you get better support. I mean, I can phone up, I can phone up a support guy, and basically I mean, I'm connected to him within about 20, 20 seconds. Um, but then they just—they don't—they're not really able to do anything more. Yeah, but... well, it is, this is the thing. I've, I mean, I have great experience with Virgin's customer services. Is, is this an actual tech support person or? No, yeah, this... no, it's actually a techie. It's no, actually, not, it... not, not somebody who's reading off a script. Which no, I no, tend it, to get all the it's time. actually a techie, and in, in that re- regard, that's okay. But you don't expect this sort of shit to go wrong. But it has done. Now, okay, so I'm going to branch off into two little stories here. Um, first, okay, I'll talk about the story which actually happened second. Um, 
This doesn't involve cats, does it? No. On a rela- on a related note to what we were just talking about, okay. When I've had problems with, I, I originally had a cable modem service, so I had this little shitty plastic cable modem thing, right? So very much like you know when you're putting your hub into router mode. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just a modem. It had a RJ, you know, had an Ethernet connection popping out the back of it, and that went into whatever, be it a router or PC. And using DHCP, that router or that PC would get the IP address, okay? Mm-hmm. The routable IP address. So, obviously, I had that into a router, and that was fine. And that was 10 meg down and 1 meg up. Um, I decided to change that because I was doing some youtube stuff, and it took forever to upload. So, then I went investigating getting the 50 meg service, and... I got that. Okay. Now, initially, I had some teething problems with that. I mean, this was a good few couple of years ago, where you know there's an awful lot of packet loss. So I was on the phone to them, moaning at them. I established that the beat that the business service is just the same. Now, as the... now you're talking to a layman here. What's packet loss, John? Well, your, your packet's getting lost. You know, um, your data transmissions just not getting where they're supposed to do. And um, ah, okay. Yeah, just just lag basically whatever you want to call it lag bad connection you know lost data that kind of stuff um so i i had a i had quite a few problems with that and uh so um i was speaking to them and they weren't really doing an awful lot and i said well what happens if i try plugging my old cable modem in and they said well it's on a completely different system but if you plug that back in uh, we won't dis- we won't dis- we won't disable your other account, right? And um, you can just you, you can go you can kind of fall back to that. So when I have had problems with my broadband going down, although I have to yank the you know the coaxial cable out of the back of the super hub, I can then put it into the into that cable modem and kind of get back on get back online. Oh, is that the little black thing? I think I yeah, a little black or blue thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I thought the other day, if I got a, a splitter, so like a, if, so like um, I don't know what this is called, like a F connector, I think it's you know like a the screw connector. Yeah. If I was if I was to put a connector on that, then have two coaxial cables coming off that with F connectors. I wonder if I could run both at the same time. I wonder if I could have the fifty meg service running and the ten meg service running at a time at the time. <laughs> So I did it. I thought, well, it's worth 20 quid just to try it out. So I went down to Klaus Olsen and bought what I needed. And lo and behold, I'm able to run, have my 50 meg service and my 10 meg service running at the same time. Um, Which is great because then by having them on two different ports of a router, that means that I can kind of, when one dies, then I can fail over to the back, the secondary one, without having to cock about with other cables. Or, if you think about it another way, if I needed to create a VPN over to my business, a co-location, you know, hosted servers, I could just route all that traffic out of that one 10 meg service and not impact the other stuff, which is what I did. So I've got two paths out of my network. Did you have any problems setting up? Well, I just don't suppose you would have had a problem setting a VPN up. I know. I uh, no, well, no, because it's kind of what I do. Yeah, I, um, I, I had quite a few problems when I was issued a laptop at work and the uh, the tech guy said, which internet provider are you with? I said Virgin and he said, right, I'll do you an instruction for it, sort of side. Uh, yeah, well, it, I don't know about that. I mean, using a VPN client is, is 
perfectly straightforward. But what I found was using a VPN client to get into my work stuff was it was it was com- kind of conflicting with my um, with other stuff like my um, it was conflicting with my firewall and basically making it difficult to use things that I wanted. It was screwing up Plex actually. So well, what I wanted to do was with a kind of like a hardware based router to router VPN. Now, when I say router to router, I've actually got a, a FortiGate firewall that I got off eBay many years ago, and this this acted as a firewall for my kind of pig saddle Minecraft hosting business. Um, so it's a it's you know although it's a bit old, it's a proper you know enterprise pit of firewall yeah. kit. It's not just a you know a twenty quid. You know, it would have cost thousands new. I mean, I only probably paid about 80 quid for it, but it's a bit old. But um, that works fine. And because it's got quite a lot of ports on it, I've got at least two WAN ports and two DMZ ports and plus a load of internal network ports. I was able to have WAN 1 and WAN 2 as, you know, either of the Virgin connections. Okay, right. I don't want to get lost here. Okay, the BT, the, the the business service does not allow me to turn my root, my super hub, even though it's the same bit of kit, it's running different firmware, it's running business firmware. I'm not able to get my router to work in, my hub to work in modem mode. Okay. Which is annoying. Uh, and the only way I can get that to work, uh, also is, anno- is also annoying, for anyone who's familiar with networking, is that I'm unable to... Put static routes onto that router, onto the super hub, which makes it difficult for me to be able to use that super hub as a, a proper kind of um, routed connection for uh, you know using these using two lines as redundant. You know, so I've got the, so I've got the backup. Uh, I'm not going to get going to too complicated in that but basically it's a pain because because i had to create a network between super hub and the the router mm. and i'm not able to put a route on the the super hub that it basically makes things difficult um also i don't you know that the super hub was providing the wireless and i don't want my clients connecting to the wireless because that's outside of my firewall Anyway, long story short, I, I'm, I'm really good at telling stories. Um, <laughs> before I even started any of that, I was looking at ways to save money. Now, typically me, this hasn't saved me any money, but I've got more value for the same amount of money, okay? Yeah. I have ordered BT broadband, Infinity. I have, when I say ordered, I've now got it. I've got the 78 meg service and 20 meg up or whatever it is. And that was delivered on Friday. On top of your Virgin service. On top of my Virgin. And okay. the reason for this is um, I now have kind of both vendor independent and technology independent redundancy. So if cable goes to shit, if my cable goes to shit and it knocks out both the 10 meg service, which is using the cable modem, and the 50 meg service, which uses the super hub then it will just fail over to the ADSL service, which, of course, uses the phone line and not the cable line, and okay. vice versa. So when if a, if a tree falls on my phone line, <laughs> then uh, my cable service is presumably going to be up. because do, you know, do, you have, do you have many trees around your neck of the woods? No, but, you know, broadband goes down. Basically, 
my router will detect that it that it's not working properly and will fail over to the other one. Oh. And when they're both working, it will use load balancing based on source IP address, and and will load. It will balance the load. So it might if I boot my laptop up, I've got a fifty-fifty chances to whether it's going to be using the Virgin service, which is not shoddy in any way, shape, or form. It's fifty meg down, five meg up, meg up, or it's going to be using the 78 meg down and 20 meg up service. And if if I found myself using one and I wanted to use the other, then I could manipulate that very easily. So now I've got an aggregated bandwidth, basically, of the 50 meg and the 78 meg at my disposable, excuse me, at my disposal whenever I want. If you want to count the extra 10 meg that I've got with that other service, and I've actually got three connections into my home now, which does seem a bit overkill, but... Um, no, yeah, I'm not here to worth... fuck about, Clarky. As I've no, absolutely not. It'd be worthwhile when you get the uh, sort of Wi-Fi washing machine, fridge, and everything, <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah. So, where was I going with? It? I was going to say something. What was I going to say? The reason I've done this, the main reason I've done it, is I started looking at it with a view to saving some money. I thought, well, maybe I, maybe I could, if I if I got BT broad, if I got BT ADSL, then I could get rid of my Virgin Home. Uh, phone service which cost me 60 quid, 16 pounds a month just for a phone rental and the only people that phone it is my mum and Jane's mum right so that's 16 quid at the moment I'm paying 12 quid a month for BT Sport because I had to pay for it to go on top of the Sky package because I didn't have any BT services so I'm saving that because I get now get that free with the BT ADSL so I'm already 28 quid to the good on a 35 quid a month service um they had a special offer that i got a lot the line connected and whatever which was worth 130 quid for free um i'm also going to be able to bin off my business phone element from my business broadband so basically it's costing me nothing to have a second line well it's costing me the same to have a second line yeah which seemed good value to me really Uh, and it consolidates it all into one thing and uh, you know and I've more than doubled my bandwidth, and it's redundant. And um, I have to say, I'm very impressed with the BT service. It, it works a treat. Um, yeah, absolutely works a treat. Very uh, nice and quick, straight from there. I've had I've had no problems with it. But then I'm not sure I would notice if I've had any problems with it because, of course, if there are problems with it, it's just going to fall over to the other line. So um, a, a, a satisfactory conclusion to all of that, except. As someone, some bright spark made pointed out to me on Twitter on Friday night, just as after, after I've tweeted tweeted about my uh, aggregated bandwidth of 130 megabytes per second, I had a bloody power cut, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some bright spark obviously picked up in it. Well, what's your aggregated bandwidth now, John? Yeah, yeah, nothing <laughs> because yeah, no power. 3G. Uh, we've actually got 4G in Reading now, and that's pretty good. Uh, you can get just... like 20, 20 odd meg down, easy. Yeah, I get about that if I'm outside, but it's, uh, three three G on the inside at the moment. Oh, so you got four G up where you are? Uh, yeah, it's it's weak, but um, you, you're talking two three two three notches on the uh, on the signal bar. That's outside only, though. Yeah, well, I don't get it all the time, but I mean, it's nice when it's there. No, absolutely, it is. Uh, I remember when uh, when we travelled to Euro Disney earlier in the year. I kind of 
realised, oh, look, I've got a 4G signal at last when we were on the train, and I sort of did a quick speed test, and it was uh, it, it was giving me speeds faster than my internet uh, yeah. provider at home at the time. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's pretty good, isn't it? Um, I can't ever see it replacing either of my other connections, but um, hey... It's nice to have. If anyone's actually interested in any of the networking stuff, obviously it's a bit difficult to describe it. Um, and you've got any questions or you consider doing it, similar things. I mean, all of the gear that I've bought in terms of these firewalls are easily available for 20, 25 quid off eBay. A very powerful bits of kit. Um, and, um, oh, bloody hell, Wellbrook scores another one. Um <laughs> Yeah, just give me a shout. This networking is kind of what I do, this kind of stuff. So if anyone's got any questions, wants any help doing anything similar, then... um, John's available at reasonable rates. No, not not to four members. uh, No, no, seriously, if anyone fancies messing around with anything like that, then just just give us a shout, because I'm more than happy to help. It's very difficult to explain it in a podcast form. But anyway, that's what I've been doing in terms of a bit of a project. Um, how are we doing for time, Clarkers? Um, I, I don't think this is going to be our longest episode, but is it going to be our shortest one? Oh, we've been going forty odd minutes, have we? No, in which case it's not the shortest one. Then I, I still hold that record. We have been recording and talking bollocks for forty-five minutes, which is great because that means we can wrap this shit up very soon. Um, happy in the knowledge that we've <laughs> given good service to our uh, to our listeners. Um, I, I've 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 clicked something. I've lost the page. What are we talking about now? Movies. Are we going to talk about some movies now? Yeah, that that wasn't very uh, live and loose, was it? That, that 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 kind of indicates a list there, John. No, we don't have a list. But yeah, that, uh, that's uh, that, that's old format. Bits oh, obviously we obviously we <laughs> we've cut out a load of chaff that we were going yeah. to talk about. So how how about off off the cuff we talk about films? Yeah, let's do that. What have you been watching, John? Well, I went a couple of weeks ago to see In Between Us 2, but you haven't seen it, so it's very difficult to talk about. Um, have you seen the first one? I have seen the first right. one, yes. It's more of that, but more extreme, and exceptionally funny. Um, I mean, obviously you only get to see about half of the film, because the rest of the time you're curled up in your cinema seat with your hands over your eyes, just wishing that you weren't there with all the cringy stuff, but... Um, uh, I do love the in-betweeners, and if anyone's on the fence about going to see the in-betweeners too, it's very, very funny. No, I, I am, I am interested in going and seeing this, but uh, people have sort of let a few things slip about it, and uh, the, apparently, certain funny moments involving cheeseburgers and dolphins. Apparently, that I have to watch out for. Yeah, and uh, the water, the chase scene. I, let me just say, there's a chase scene on a water slide. <laughs> which is exceptional brilliant the chase yeah it's truly exceptional and uh yeah just more the same more nonsense uh, i think they said that this is the last one ever but um i'm not sure that i'm not sure that that's necessarily going to be the case uh i wouldn't say that uh i wouldn't say this franchise was completely dead in the water yet yeah other than I... the fact that they're all about 30 i think <laughs> all the guys oh yeah it's going to uh they're going to be struggling for storylines. They'll they'll no doubt do the inevitable third one where they all get married off and probably put it to bed then. No, I can't see them doing that. Realist. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so there's not a lot to say about In Between Us 2. Um, 
I've also seen Let's Be Cops. Have you seen this? I've never even heard of this. Right, Let's Be Cops. Okay, this is a film in a... I mean, obviously, it's an American comedy um, where two guys um, go to a fancy dress party as cops and while, they, while they're walking around outside of the fancy dress party, all of a sudden, all the public start giving them respect believing them to be real cops. So they decide to pretend to be real cops. Um, and that's the film, basically. Um, and obviously, you know, that is obviously a shit film, isn't it? But it actually turns out to be really quite funny and not too bad at all. I, I, I'm going to take a stab in the dark here. Is this, is this, is this predictable in any way? Do, do they go through a lot of trials and tribulations and actually end up becoming cops at the end uh no no uh i'm not going to give any spoilers i mean even though this isn't the sort of film that you can't you can really give spoilers it's just it's just a good laugh it's a good hour and a half you're not supposed you know you're not it's no the piano or you know anything like that it's just you know completely out the stable of the hangover and you know, all those stupid films. It harks quite a lot back to the 80s, you know, things like Beverly Hills Cop and stuff like that. It's just it's just, it's just, just really good fun and genuinely very funny in places. But you haven't seen it, so if we were to talk any further about it, it'd just be us talking about a list of things, and we don't do that anymore. So let's talk about something that we have both watched, even though I watched it many years ago and know nothing about it, which is Sunshine, which is what you've been watching, isn't it? It is. I absolutely love this film. And I, from my understanding of it, this was a film... Was this a, done by the same guy who did Trainspotting or something? It was, yes. It was directed by Danny Boyle, based uh, on uh, a story written by Alex Garland. Not sure who he is. Not sure who he is. It, uh, I think he's a novelist. Did he actually write... Uh, <laughs> he didn't write... No, I don't fucking know. I think he had something to do with it anyway. So is this the first time you've seen this? Um, I vaguely remember watching it after a night out once so uh, obviously uh, as I'll go into this isn't the sort of film you watch when you've had a skin full of beer I can't remember a bloody thing about it oh, no, basically you've um, you've got your, uh, your crew of plucky astronauts who uh, have been tasked with uh, Reigniting our sun, which is oh, that's uh, it, yeah, which is nonsense. Yeah. You're gonna reignite the sun. Well, well, the, this right, is oh, it. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the, the science is the science in it in itself, and the idea is complete and utter tosh. But the rest of it is actually quite—I don't know—to say realistic, if you will. But uh, it, it was very. It came across as very gritty. It wasn't your. It wasn't your usual uh, sort of uh, ninety-minute sci-fi fare. It, it was very, very well shot. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're basically um, they're setting out on this mission where they basically mined all of the Earth's fissile material to make this theoretical bomb, which uh, if they plant it in the sun, will uh, explode and kind of create a sun within the sun and reignite the original sun. Um, uh, obviously, the, uh, the the crew in question are uh, basically the crew of a ship called the Icarus Two. Um, Seven years earlier, this mission was attempted, um, obviously, with the ship Icarus 1, which uh, was never heard of again. It was made of uh, wax, was it? Oh, very good. <laughs> A nice bit of uh, Greek mythology for you there. 
Um, but no, they uh, they basically set out to go on the, uh, head to the sun, and uh, things go tits up, and uh, it, it turns into it turns out to be quite quite an interesting and well thought out film. Now, is uh, this available on Netflix? Because I might rewatch this on your uh, from what you said, because I can't remember anything about it. No, but I I'm not sure. I watched it on Now TV because uh, I subscribed to that. It was in one of the Sky Movies bundles. So I stuck it on, and uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I, think, I thought the soundtrack to it was excellent. Some uh, has he got Muse? Muse does some of it, doesn't it? Uh, no, it was. I think it was Underworld. Uh, well, a Danny Boyle film, wasn't it? So yeah, but uh, no, they, they they've got some good music in there. I mean, there's uh, he does a good job, does Danny Boyle, of uh, kind of uh, getting a reaction out of you for the smallest things. I mean, there's a scene, there's a scene in it where basically. Obviously, not to spoil it, the guy does nothing more than fall over. But it, it, it it's such it's so well done and dramatic as he tries to get back up that uh, it, it just works really well. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to check this out. Obviously, the tech, the 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 science behind it is a bit bullshit. I remember now that. Um, do you ever listen to the Infinite Monkey Cage? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, that's a BBC, BBC. Four Radio Four podcast with Brian Cox and Robin. Yes, he was uh, he was the film scientific. Yeah, advisor. Brian Cox was the scientific advisor, which uh, he gets ripped the piss out of on the Infinite Monkey Cage quite a lot uh, about being the sunshine um, scientific advisor. Um, you also bring up an interesting point there on Now TV. I, I'm I'm trying to save a bit of money. You won't go for it, John. Well, do you I want don't... to know? Do you want to know why you won't go why? for it? Uh, they they only uh, transmit in seven twenty p. Um. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I was gonna pretend to say that was all right, but it's not. Yeah, there's, I think there's some jiggery porkery done depending on what platform you've got to upscale some stuff to ten eighty i. But uh, it, it's by no means full HD. It's acceptable for what it is, and there's no. I mean. Virgin Media router problems aside, I don't have buffering problems with it whatsoever. It, it works. You can watch certain Sky channels live as they're being transmitted on ordinary Sky TV. And yeah. uh, the package includes. Uh, you've got the, it, it's kind of a three tier thing. I mean, the the box thing that you buy, you can it, it, obviously it's heavily subsidised. The box on its own is ten quid, which you can pick up. Oh, from well, I wouldn't bother with that because there's an LTV client for the Xbox One. No, yeah, no, there no. is for the PS4 as well. But um, I, I I basically got the box because um, Mrs. Snap's not very off here with switching the PlayStation on and navigating the menu, so we uh, we, we went with the box. And uh, obviously, another reason being it was. Uh, it shaved a hundred quid off his TV purchase by the fact that we didn't really need to buy a smart TV if we had the separate boxes to go with them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the 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 UI is good. Um, you get it's it's kind of a three tier package. You can the sports package is as you can imagine ridiculously bad value for money. You can basically buy a ten pound pass, which gives you all of the sports channels for one day. Well. This is what I'm thinking of doing: is getting rid of Sky Sports and Sky Movies. I think I can 100% live without Sky Movies because we never really watch it. If I if we sit down and watch a movie, I'm I'm more likely to go to Xbox Video and rent something for four pound forty nine, like a, a more recent one that we haven't yeah. that we've missed at the cinema. The thing that and of course I've got Netflix and I've got Amazon Prime, so I don't really need Sky Movies. 
Um, no, but it's the sports. It's the sports. Yeah. But the and bear, but the only thing I ever watch on Sky Sports are the city matches. So which makes me think that maybe I could get by with just paying six ninety nine to watch a match on demand as I want to, or if they, you know, if there's a if the Chelsea v Liverpool games on, or you know, another big game like that that I feel that I I kind of want to watch, then I don't mind paying six ninety nine for the privilege. And if I if I if I, you know if I'm saving if I'm not spending ninety five quid a month, which is what I'm spending at the moment for my TV. Mm. Right. Well, that, that, that's the reason we went with the streaming service. I mean, neither of us really watched that much live TV, so to speak. Well, I, I, I can still see. I can still keep the the standard Sky HD and Sky Plus. Yeah, and that'll cost about twenty five quid, thirty quid a month, or whatever it is. I think, unless there's lots of discounts I get for having both movies and sports. And and then I can I can can probably cut that right down. I can probably I can possibly hopefully halve it. But I need to speak to them basically. But I so and can I live with the football in seven twenty p? I think I, I think... probably can. Oh well, fair enough. I think it'd be, I just, pro- it'd be just like watching it on ITV. Yeah, I think I probably can to be honest. And um... I mean, I mean, the other two services that are on now TV is obviously your entertainment package, which gives you. A shitload of TV series box sets and the ability to watch. I think it's Sky One, uh, Gold, MTV, just some of the kids' channels. I um, think I, I think I'd miss being able to just Sky Plus it. Do you know what I mean? Be able to pause stuff. Can you? I mean, I, I guess you can. You pause stuff. You could, yeah, of course you can pause stuff. Yeah, and just resume it. I mean, it, but, um, what even the live TV? Yes, watching the live even TV on is, an Xbox. Um, I don't know about the Xbox, but the the UI is. I mean, I'm basing this on the PS4 version, but the UI is exactly the same on the PS4 as it is on the actual uh, Skybox. The, uh, the little box itself. I mean, oh, I say right. a box. I mean, the thing's the size of a bloody beer mat. Mm, some investigation to be done there, but we won't bore our listeners with that any further. But um, if anyone's got any, I guess if anyone's got any clear views, I know someone works for Sky. Actually, one of our listeners, uh, I'd I'd like to save some money. And I, I can live without Sky movies, but I can't live without being able to watch the football when I want to. <laughs> uh, I'm not interested in I don't watch any of the, the racing. I don't watch the golf. I don't watch the tennis. I don't watch any of that. The only time Sky Sports gets used is when a city are playing or there's another big game. So um, there must be a better way for me to do this and a cheaper way to do this. Right. Is there anything else to talk about, Clarky? I don't think there is, no. So as we approach an hour, I think that's pretty that's pretty well done for us too. No, it is, and I can get a nice early night, which means I'll be nice and fresh when I get home from work to play Destiny for hours. Yeah, well, I've only had a couple of one beer tonight, so I'm, I'm thinking I might I might go up the game midnight launch in, <laughs> in Peterborough or something. Or do you yeah. say as do having a midnight launch? Are they? Uh, but they well, they're open twenty four hours, so they basically make the stuff available as soon as they're allowed to make it available. So, do the servers go live for the UK? Uh, they already have, I think. Have they? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think they kind of kicked them out early. Um, just so they're there and ready to go. Well, I've got a meeting tomorrow night, but after that I may well be all over this. So um, uh, if you're up late next tomorrow night, then maybe we'll hook up. Indeed. Other than that, you can follow stuff about the show and the and the website and whatever at thematuregamerpodcast.com or go to Facebook, thematuregamerpodcast.com. You can review us on iTunes, which would be nice because we're 
We haven't had any of them recently. Um, you can listen to the other shows, uh, Night Shift and um, Kevin, Stephen, Bouncy and Alan are talking bollocks. Um, come join the forum, lots of good discussion about all sorts of stuff. Destiny, a good mix of console and PCs. So if, if you're a console only, get in there. If you're PC only, get in there. If you if you go both ways, like Clarky does, then um, <laughs> then there's plenty for everyone. Uh, lots of lots of new friends to be made there. You could not get that joke in at least. I know. Well, we can't have a show with you on it without any <laughs> kind of gay innuendo. It just wouldn't seem right. Um, um, no, we, we all play nice. Speaking of which, are we not due another uh, bunnies and hogs tournament? Uh, we are, but we need to find a game to play. Yeah. Can you think of one? No, that's not nothing. That's not trials, and I ain't going there again. I'll try. I'll try and think of something to to try and make that do because it would be good to get that going again because that was um that was good that was a good fun part of last year wasn't it having the oh it was absolutely having right. the tournaments so um any suggestions on that please tell me via the forum or just tweet me at UK over Homer or, or me at Clarky Snap or even the show which is what we normally do first of all <laughs> at MGP Bits like I say we're fa- fast live and loose now I know. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what that means, um, but that—that's—that's. That's... Yeah, you can Google it after the show, John. Carry on. That's uh, that's very good, and <laughs> and and again, congratulations to uh, Vimesy for bringing another Firefly nerd into the world, and uh, we look forward to hearing all his stories of. Um... I don't want to hear about dirty nappies and. Shit. John, end the show before it falls apart. It's falling apart. My throat hurts. <laughs> right, see you later, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.